Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. My Bible is open to Psalm 77. Psalm 77. And I want to talk to you from this subject today, what to do when you are feeling overwhelmed and facing despair. What to do when you're feeling overwhelmed and facing despair. Verse 1 says, I cried out to God with my voice to God with my voice and he gave ear to me in the day of my trouble I sought the Lord my hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing my soul refused to be comforted I remembered God and was troubled I complained and my spirit was over well, the psalmist said in verse number three, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. The word overwhelmed there means to literally be to languish. It means to be sickly. It means to be weak. It means to be without strength. And um, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news today, but the truth of the matter is Armies prepare for times of war, not times of peace. What we need to understand is this. Life is going to throw some things at us. Life is going to throw some difficulties at us. And there are times when we are going to be overwhelmed. Um, What's amazing today, we have the news cycle. It used to be the 24-hour news cycle. Now I'm convinced it's the two-hour news cycle. And you just get bombarded with all of these different voices, not to mention what's happening in your own life, what you experience, see, and feel, and all of those kinds of things. What I love about the Bible is this. They take us, it takes us to the life of real people, and they deal with real situations. This psalm is written, listen to this, by Asaph. Asaph was a worship leader. So that means even though you are serving in the house of the Lord, you love God, you can experience times where you're overwhelmed. And so I want to look at this text and I want us to feel and put ourselves right where Asaph was and, and, and experience what he experienced. Listen how he describes the despair. He said, he was crying out to God. The word crying out, now, now it's not just like we're thinking, I pray to God. It's, it's God. God. 
I don't know if you've ever been there. Lord! God, what's going on? And Asaph is in this place. Worship leader. The, the, the person that knew the word of God. God! And the text says, this is how he, he describes it. He was crying out to God. He was shouting. And then he described it, listen to this, as a day of trouble. As troublesome. Meaning I, he was in a place of distress and adversity. And then, listen, he was praying. He, he said, I remembered God. I'm praying. I, com- I found myself complaining. Anybody ever complained in prayer? Uh, you know, I know there are those of you who, you know, everything is just bless Jesus. But sometimes you, you, all you have is just what I'm feeling, a complaint, meaning I, I'm complaining. And then he says, my spirit was overwhelmed. But if you back up to verse 2, he says, even during my comfort, my soul refused to be comforted. Meaning I prayed, but I wasn't getting the answers that I was looking for. I, I got to this place, and he says, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't, I can't understand this. I can't grip, put my head around this thing. I can't wrap my thoughts around it. I don't know what to do. God needs you. Listen to how he describes it. Verse 4 talks about he couldn't get any sleep and he couldn't even speak. Because he says, you hold my eyelids open. Meaning, I'm up at night. I'm up at, I'm just up. What are you doing? I'm just up. Why are you up? I'm overwhelmed. A lot of times we, you know, we, I don't know if you've been there. When, when you, you, you lay down, but your mind is up. You sit down, but your mind is churning. You, 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 you're doing what you're doing, but you're feeling the weight of the situation. And he says, "My, I'm just laying there. My eyelids are open. And then he says, I got to the place where I couldn't even speak. I don't have the verbiage. I don't have the words to describe what I'm feeling. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And you know how it is. If I say everything, it's not going to be right. So I, I, I don't even have the words. During this time, you, you go on a search. Verse 6 says, I call to remembrance my song in the night. Keep in mind, he, 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 he was a worship leader. And he said, I, I'm, I, I meditate within my heart and my spirit searches, makes a, makes a diligent search. Uh, this, is, this is what happens. When we are overwhelmed, when we are in our, I'm going to call it times of despair, it leads us to begin asking questions. In verse number seven, verses seven through nine, he's going to ask six questions. Listen to this, verse seven. Will the Lord cast off forever? I'll deal with these later. Maybe next week. And will he be favorable no more? 
question three, verse eight. Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Verse 9, has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Uh, 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 Eugene Peterson in, his mess, in the message paraphrase says, has God gone out of business? You know, you get there and you go, it, it, are you closed today? Is something going on? And so he's asking these questions. I read this quote from, um, from Warren Wearsby. He says, no matter what his hand is doing or allowing in our lives, his heart has not changed. No matter what his hand is allowing, his heart has not changed. In other words, these questions, when we get at it, these questions deal directly with the character of God. But here we go. Our times of despair will lead us to a time of decision. When we have, because he's in this time of despair. We've described this time of despair. He's up at night. He's praying. He's got no answers. He's questioning. When we get to that, we, it's going to lead us to search and we need to make some decisions. Now, here is the punchline. Listen to this. The decisions you make during your time of despair will bring about your deliverance. Let me say it again. The decisions you make during the time of despair, bring about your deliverance or can bring about your deliverance. Say that with me, please. The decisions you make during the times of despair can bring about your deliverance. Say it again. The decisions you make during the times of despair can bring about your deliverance. Now, let's personalize it. The decisions... I make during the times of despair can bring about my deliverance. Say it again. The decisions I make during the times of despair, somebody said my despair, <laughs> can bring about my deliverance. Now, now, hear what I'm saying. So when you get to the place, when you're overwhelmed, what is going to be critical is this, the decisions that you make during that time. Some of us make the wrong decisions during the time of despair. Some of us leave too quick. Some of us quit too early. Some of us give up on the situation that God hadn't give up, given up on. Some of us misread what's going on. Again, the decisions that you make during the times of despair can bring about your deliverance. What I'm saying is this. You and I, and we know this, are the sum total of the decisions that we've made. We are the sum total of the decisions that we make. And most of the time, when we are overwhelmed, we end up making the wrong decisions. Amen. The decisions that you make during the times of despair, can bring about your deliverance. So let's see what decisions Asaph made. You ready? Look at 
verse number 10. And I said, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. You know it already. So he had the first decision that he had to make is a decision to remember. It's amazing how when we get in difficult situations, when we get in despair, we have amnesia. We forget what God has done. And so the decisions that I make during my times of despair can bring about my deliverance. And the first decision I need to make is the decision to remember. What what did he remember? He said, I remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. That's in verse 10. I remember the years, verse 10, of the right hand of the Most High. Now, for those of you who are familiar with kings, you understand when we're talking about the right hand, the right hand is is the symbol of blessing. When we're talking about the right hand, the right hand, you remember when uh, they brought the boys before Isaac to bless them. He switched it. He switched his hands, and the one that was under the right hand had the blessing. You remember over when Jesus was describing the great white throne judgment, he said he's going to put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. What I'm getting at is this. You have had times of favor because you're at his right hand. You have to understand, but when you're in Christ, you're the son of the right hand. When you're in Christ, the blessing is on you. That cannot be revoked because you are under his right hand. And what he's saying is, I had to remember. Sometimes you forget that you're favored. Sometimes you forget that it's really God has already set you up. And what I'm getting at is this, you and I have to actively remember, listen, no matter what we feel, no matter what we're experiencing, wait a minute, God's hand is on my life. Come on, say, God's not mad at me. A lot of times we have this mindset, the enemy will lie to you and say, God's trying to get you. Baby, God is good and God's not a bad shot. If God wanted to get you, he can get you. You do know that. God knows your address. He knows everything about you. And so he, you, he had to remember. I had to remember the times at his right hand. Then he said, I had to remember the works of the Lord. Because he said there in verse number 11, I had to remember the works. The works there means the deeds and the practices. Meaning there are ways that God will do things. For instance, God is good, and he's good to all. The way God is, listen to this, he doesn't wait for you to be good to to do good. Let me say it again. He doesn't wait for you to be good for him to do good. He's just, 
And that's just who he is, meaning that's a part of his nature. That's the essence of who he is. And so what I'm getting at is this. Ladies and gentlemen, Asaph said, I not only had to remember the times of his right hand, but I had to remember, wait a minute, your works, meaning your deeds and practices. Also, he had to remember, look at this, he had to remember the wonders of old. Do you see that? He had to remember, in other words, not just your usual deeds. These are the unusual miracles. These are the miracles. Now, hear me, hear me. You and I have had miracles in our lives. I'm talking about we've had miracles in our lives. You know that accident should have killed you. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you've been tired. There have been times when it happened to this one, this one, this one, and it missed you. That God kept you, and it wasn't because you were so good. It's because he's great and he's God. And so that miracle that showed up, I'm talking about when it was 1159 and the provision showed up. When you know good and well that you didn't have it and God made what you have enough for what you need. And so what he's saying is this, I had to remember that God is a God who comes through. God is a God who makes a way out of no way. He is the one who can take two loaves and two and two little fish and five little fish and feed a multitude. Two fish and five loaves and feed a multitude. He can do amazing things. So don't forget the miracle. Don't forget the miracle. And so he had to remember. And all I'm saying, the decisions that you make during your times of despair can bring about your deliverance. And you need to to decide to remember. Then here's the second decision you need to make. Not only do you need to remember But he said in verse number 12, I will also meditate. Stop right there. I will meditate on all your work. Meaning, the word meditate means I'm going to ponder. I'm going to think about. Now, when we remember, we're calling that thing up one time. But to meditate means I'm calling it up and I'm rehearsing it. Over and over and over in my mind. The word meditate means to mutter. It means to literally re-speak. Where, you know what worrying is, don't you? Worry is when you think, start worrying, concerning yourself with the situation over and over and over. Meditating is worry in reverse. That's what somebody said. Meditating is, if you can worry, you know how to meditate. Worry is meditating on the wrong thing. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. But instead of, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, I know you're going to come through. Oh, God. He says, I'm remembering. I'm meditating. God, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm pondering. Do you realize in the book of Joshua, he said, 
what I need you to do, Joshua, I need you to be strong and courageous. But he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall keep it in the midst of your heart. You're going to meditate on it day and night. Then he says, you're going to cause your way to be prosperous and you're going to have good success. Psalm 1 talks about blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You fast forward down through the verse. He said, but his law, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he meditates. So that means I'm pondering. I'm constantly thinking about God's word. I'm thinking about what God has already said. I'm remembering what God has already done. I'm remembering and I'm meditating because what I put in my heart is going to be critical during this time. You hear what I'm saying? What I put in my heart during when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's critical. You can't have a constant intake of bad news and expect not to think about it. So I've got to remember, I've got to have something to counteract all of this bad stuff I'm hearing. I'm, I've got to have something to let me know the ability of God in the midst of my situation. And so I remember, I meditate. Then he said, the latter part of verse number 12, I got to move it from meditating. I got to talk. Come on, say, I got to talk. So I got to remember. That's the decision I need to make. I need to make a decision to remember. I need to make a decision to meditate, and I need to make a decision to talk. Say that with me. I need to make a decision to remember. I need to make a decision to, and I need to make a decision to. Now, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. When I say talk, it means talk. It means say something. I'm going to talk about it. I've got to open my mouth and give an answer to this stuff, these thoughts that's coming at me, all of this negativity that's coming at me, the things that's trying to keep me overwhelmed. So I, what do you have to talk about? He says, I'm going to talk of your deeds. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about the ability of God in this situation. You, you, you want to do some talking? Y'all want to do some talking today? Come on, say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. Greater is he who's in me than he that is in the world. Thanks be unto God who gives me the victory. He always causes me to triumph. All things are working together for my good because I love God. I'm the called of God. I'm loved by God. Nothing shall be able to separate me from his love. Right now, I thank you, God, that you're well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now, hear what I'm saying. You and I have to learn to open our mouths and talk, not just come in agreement with everything the overwhelming situation is saying, but I've got to say what God has said about me. 
I've got to remember. I've got to meditate. I've got to talk about it. And so there has to be a time in our lives where we begin to talk. You open your mouth. You begin to talk. Oh, God, I am the son of your right hand. I am blessed and I'm favored in God. I, the, listen to me. God, I give you glory and honor that you are bigger than anything that I can face. Oh, you are the great I am. And I just talk. Mountain, if you want to come here, I'm going to talk to you about God. Enemy, if you want to come in, not, not, because the enemy, the mountain is telling you, the overwhelming situation is telling you, you know what? You're just too old now. That used to work. Is you going to go under? No, 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 no. I can't go under. How can I got the life of God on the inside of me. I can't go under for going over. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm telling you, favor is following me. Goodness on this side and mercy on this side. Everywhere I go, doors of opportunity are opening up for me. And Father, I give you praise. I give you praise. I give you honor. Now, does that mean you not acknowledge or just just look at and be honest about what's going on. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, yeah, I'm acknowledging what's going on. Nothing's wrong with that. But if I'm overwhelmed, that's different. I'm not, you know, we live in this world. We're in a fallen world. We're in a broken world. We're in some difficulties. But I don't just stay there. I'll never forget this. <clears throat> when my, um, my mother passed, we were on our way uh, to the gravesite. And my brother was getting, one of my brothers was getting into uh, to the limousine to go to the gravesite. And I said, Tommy, you okay? These were his words. He said, I'm not okay, but I'm going to be okay. I'm not okay right now. I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing what I'm experiencing. But he said, but I'm going to be okay. Meaning, I, I'm not okay. I've ex- my, that's my mama. That's our mother. But I'm going to be okay because that's my God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so that's why we have to always Have the word of the Lord in our mouth. He said, listen to this. Whatever you fill your heart with, your mouth will speak. Whatever you fill your heart with, your mouth will speak. So if you want to find out what's in your heart, listen to what you've been saying. What have you been saying about your own self? What have you been saying about your own future, about your family, about your finances, what's going on in your life? What have you been saying? And then I know I've had to repent. I said, oh, God, forgive me. And I said, I come out of agreement 
with the kingdom of darkness. I come out of agreement with that negative future. I come out of agreement with that. And Father, I come in agreement with you. Let me give you an example. When the angel came, the same angel came to Zacharias. Talking about his wife was going to be pregnant. And he did not believe. Because he did not believe and the prophetic word of God had to come to pass, God had to shut his mouth. Because if I let you talk, <laughs> you're going to talk everything. You're going to, this is not going to happen. I need to shut you up. The same angel came to Mary. And Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. Let there be a performance of the things which are spoken, for nothing is impossible with God. I've learned to steal from Mary. I learned to say what, what God has said, what Mary has said about whatever God has spoken over her. Be it unto me according to your word. And so listen, I just come to tell you today, the decisions that you make, during your times of despair can bring about your deliverance. The decisions that you make during your times of despair can bring about your deliverance. So what decisions are you going to have to make? The decision that I need to make is the decision to remember, the decision to meditate, and the decision to talk. The decision to... The decision to... And the decision to, so I pray this is a noisy week for you. I'm talking about not noisy from the outside, but noisy where you are filling up with the word of God and you are declaring what God has spoken over your life. Amen. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.